I don't even know what to say, man. That was the wildest football game, I think, that I've ever been part of. We threw the ball all over the place. Multiple receivers had touchdowns. A lot of guys made big plays. It's fun to see teammates have success. Coming into a tough atmosphere like this, playing a great undefeated team, uh, we knew it was going to be a tough one, and we kept our composure and came out on top of the end. When the time comes to go do it, you, you don't think about it. You know, you can sit on the stands and, and think about how it would be, but uh, we knew it was going to be a shootout, and uh, luckily we came out on top. It was a fun win. Uh, it was an amazing game. Amazing game to be a part of. Proud of the team. Resiliency is how I describe the way that we played. Kept coming back, but to have the game-winning grabs indescribable. We, we work hard every day in practice, and uh, a lot of us are returning, and we don't want the feeling of losing close games like last year, so that's it's like a competitive edge for us. We made some adjustments in the fourth quarter and, and came out on top. Oh, man, we're on, we're on cloud nine right now. Next on BYU Sports Nation, just win, baby. Four straight wins for BYU football after finding a way in Houston. Quarterback Taysom Hill live in studio to recap a remarkable performance. ESPN college football expert Trevor Maddich on what BYU has to do against Boise State for more top 25 consideration and where Taysom Hill sits among the nation's elite quarterbacks. Plus, aside of Bronco Mendenhall, we've rarely seen postgame. And what a weekend for BYU athletics as a whole. One of the best ever. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy Monday, sports friends. Rise and shout. Quite frankly, it shouldn't be tough to get up after a weekend like BYU just experienced. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. BYU football with a clutch, dramatic, emotionally exhausting, needed, and ultimately satisfying victory over Houston at Reliance Stadium. That was a warrior-type performance from BYU's team, starting with quarterback Taysom Hill. Really a defining game in his career and for his legacy as a Cougar quarterback moving forward. There's only one way I can explain the emotions I was both observing from the sideline and certainly feeling to a degree, and that is excruciatingly awesome. What a game. What a game. And BYU... Had uh, last year went one and four, decided by games decided by seven points or less. Zero and two to start this year. Virginia, Utah. So, like you heard Cody Hoffman say, it's we have a competitive advantage now because we don't want to feel that. You know, he referenced seniors and BYU. It wasn't the prettiest game for BYU's defense, giving up thirty points. Taysom Hill had certain plays that stick out that he could improve. But you know what? If that's the cost of that performance of 545 yards of total offense and BYU putting up 47. I would take that every week. Every stinking week. And BYU has some glaring issues that they can address, but they won the game. Have won four in a row, and I, I like where BYU sits right now. Bottom line. What a game. Yeah, win's a win, and and that's what I, I was getting. A ton of text messages and, and tweets from fans on the sideline, people complaining and uh, an emotional uh, escapade of, of differences, and I just kept saying... Find a way. Find a way. If yeah, you, wait till the end of the game to to really address those complaints. A lot of football left. Find a way. And that and they did. And that's what they haven't done. They found a way to win in a really tough situation when they had a lot of bad things happen, a lot of weird plays, but they found a way to win. I mean Bronco Mendenhall said that would have been devastating 
if we had lost that game. And I couldn't agree more. But they found a way. BYU now seeking their first in-season five-game win streak since 2009. Not to mention 20th-ranked women's volleyball keeps it rolling. 25th-ranked soccer stays in the conference title race and an All-American performance on the men's cross-country team. And Boom Shakalaka. And Boom Shakalaka was boom a shakalaka. major yeah. hit in the Smithfield house. I'll tweet out a link to that. If you missed it or you want to see it again, it's on BYUTVSports.com. You can watch it. Standing room only. A lot of good laughs. It was fun. It was so fun Friday night. Friendly reminder, you can listen to BYU Sports Nation on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, Sirius XM Channel 143, and Dish Network 980. The show is on demand every afternoon on YouTube.com slash BYU Radio. That's how you listen, and this is how you join our growing conversation. Send your tweets to at BYU Sports Nation and vote in our daily poll question at BYUTVSports.com. Jerem. Which headline best describes Saturday's win over Houston? Taysom does it all with 545 yards of total offense. The decent defense gives up points but comes up big. Four in a row, baby. Or Cody Hoffman, record breaker. Vote on BYUTVSports.com and weigh in on Twitter at Nation. Right now, I'm going with Taysom does it all with 545 combined yards. That's the one that sticks out to me as well. And it's funny because Cody Hoffman... With the first offensive play of the game, Spencer Hadley picks off the first uh, Houston play of the game. Then uh, BYU has the first place to Cody Hoppin. He sets the all-time the uh, career record uh, for receptions. And then he has two touchdown catches, and he ties that record. Yet he's item D or E on the list. I mean, incredible stuff. Vote right now, BYUTVSports.com, which headline best describes Saturday's win over Houston we got a hilarious tweet from at Parker Lauren. This came on Saturday night, actually, but it's so good we wanted to share it with you. And this is directed towards you, Jerem Jordan. At BYU Sports Nation, let's not let Jerem Jordan predict 17-plus point blowouts anymore. <laughs> Hashtag four-hour heart attack. There were so many weird plays in this. Houston gets a 95-yard kickoff return, a 69-yard touchdown, a, a pick six, and a, on third and 22, they get a 41-yard touchdown. I thought I thought BYU. You know what? It's all about winning. BYU won. I don't care whether it's by one or by fifty. <laughs> BYU won. I want to rehash some of last week's segment. I'm not worried. I wasn't worried. I'm and not worried. I wasn't worried at any point in this game, by the way, because BYU was rolling. Thanks in part to our next guest, who's in studio, Taysom Hill, the sophomore quarterback, put up 545 yards of total offense in the game. First of all, how do you feel after that game? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little tired, a um, little banged up. Oh, really? Up. Yeah, a <laughs> little tired, a little banged up, but uh, nothing major. Sunday was a big recovery day for me, and uh, I'm, I'm feeling good, ready to go. Can we just get a State. round of applause for Taysom? Yeah. Let it perform. I mean, everybody in the studio. That, Thanks, was, that was fantastic. I asked you after the game, Taysom, um, how you were feeling physically, and you said, oh, ask, ask me later because mm-hmm. you know, the adrenaline's pumping. More importantly, how are you feeling emotionally and mentally right now? Yeah, uh, it, it was a draining. It was a draining game, and uh, as I mentioned after the game, I felt like going into halftime we had already played a full game, and uh, you know look back at Georgia Tech and we we basically did. But um, 
I, I was tired emotionally. There were so many ups and downs in that game, uh, mentally as as we go through the game, and we have so many different things that are being thrown us thrown at us. And uh, we we need to give Houston credit and their defense and their their scheme and what they did. But uh, yeah, it was an it was an exhausting game on uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, all all those levels. And um, you know, Sunday was Sunday was a nice day. It just it just ended too soon. First quarter felt like a game. I needed a nap after the first quarter. I can't imagine what you were feeling. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, that was the longest quarter that I've ever played. And uh, I don't know, remember the exact statistics, but I, we ran over 40 plays or something like that, and uh, which is a ridiculous amount of plays. And, uh, you know, it was it was hard on all of us. I think, you know, you look at the O-line and, and what they did and, and have to play that many downs is it's not an easy task. And, uh, you know, the, we, we showed a lot of grit and a lot of character for our team and our offense and our defense. So it was a, it's a fun uh, team-building experience. Taysom Hill is on BYU Sports Nation in studio with us here on a Monday. So many things to talk about within this game. You mentioned the amount of plays. 115 ties an FBS record. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And then Cody Hoffman sets records. Uh, your performance through the air, which is the third most uh, total offensive yards. I don't know if you've heard this one yet, probably from Brett Pine. You're the seventh quarterback to throw for 400 and rush for 100 in FBS history. What does that mean to you to get a win and to do it in such a, a spectacular manner? Yeah, I think the most important thing to me, well, I know the most important thing to me is, is to get the win. And if that means that uh, you know I need to throw for 400 yards and, and rush for 130 or whatever it was, then uh, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, that's, that's what was required. Houston put up a lot of points. We gave up a lot of cheap ones offensively and then special teams and um, that's what was required of us and uh, the most important thing is is we got the win and as far as all the other things go um, it's nice but you know I'm I'm out there having fun I get to play football um, at at BYU and uh, that that's what's fun for me and uh, all the other thing I guess is the cherry on top I guess if you will. Is it more fun though when it's rolling offensively like (laughs) that than Oh yeah, for sure. Game this year. For sure, hands down. And uh, you know, offensively, we came out with with guns a blazing. And uh, the, our first scoring drive was three plays, and, and credit our defense for the turnover and, and the short field that we had to work with. But uh, right from that, right from the get go, uh, we came out and started really fast, which is really big for us as an offense. And we need to get better at maintaining that and being consistent for the four quarters. It takes a unique personality to find the fun in a game-winning drive with under two minutes. And, and certainly you show that you have that moxie, Taysom. But a lot of people out there are like, I can't handle this. i got to turn off the TV or whatever. <laughs> how, how are you feeling in that moment? Yeah, no, good question. Um, look, honestly, it's one of those things that, that you don't really think about. You know, you, you'll sit or I will sit and watch a football game and, and uh, see a quarterback go out to, to try and lead a game-winning touchdown and uh, your heart's racing for him. Uh, but look, I, I trained I trained really hard this offseason and I, I, I put in a lot of time this spring and this summer and, and through fall camp and we did a lot of uh, two-minute drives where we needed to go score a touchdown to win the game. And so uh, I felt really prepared and um, it, it's one of those things that you just you just go out and do. You don't allow yourself to think about it. I never thought about it once. I never uh, doubted that we were we weren't going to go down and score. I knew we were. I knew we were going to uh, go get the lead. So um, I, I was I was faithful, and and I knew that uh, our guys around me were going to do everything they could to to get that done. 
Taysom Hill is on BYU Sports Nation in studio with us here. That last drive, Skyler Ridley, a guy that has, hasn't had a huge role coming into, I guess last year had a couple of games where he played well, but he catches a 28-yard pass. And then tell us about the back shoulder throw for the game-winning score. Yeah. Um, look, I, I've, I've worked a lot with Skyler this offseason. And, and as I mentioned, um, I worked hard this offseason to prepare for this season. So did Skyler Ridley. And he was with me every step of the way. And so when it came down to it, we, we had a bunch of formation trips to the field. Um, obviously, Cody Hoffman was over there and, and created a lot of uh, attention on the field side, and we had a we had a one on one backside, and uh, I knew that uh, I needed to take it. And uh, Skyler won clean on the back shoulder. I noticed that the DB was running with him, and he wasn't playing the ball, and so I I knew he wasn't going to have an opportunity to turn his head and, and make a play. And uh, luckily, I, I was able to put it where only Skyler could get it, and Skyler made a a, a great catch, a great play on the ball, and uh, it was a fun fun way to win a game and. Uh, you know, so happy and, and excited for Skyler to to have that chance. If there's anyone that's wondering if the quarterback position is a cerebral position, I think after that answer, uh, you should know how many that checks happened in point eight seconds. Uh, yeah, that, that's the thing. It's a bang bang scenario, and you you see it, you throw it, and then you execute it, and that's what's most important. What is a, talking with Taysom Hill, a BYU quarterback here on BYU Sports Nation, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here, and, and oh by the way, if you want to watch the game day replay tonight at ten Mountain. Midnight Eastern. You can watch it again. So, Taysom, you can or on sit back in right now. <laughs> Get a good look if you'd like to tonight. Got a lot uh, of homework to catch up on. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. What does a win like that do specifically for your, your team's confidence moving forward? Yeah, uh, big confidence builder, uh, especially for us offensively. Uh, anytime you can go out and, and put up 47 points in, in the fashion that we did it, you know, 600 plus yards total offense, and um, and then to win on a game-winning uh, scoring drive is uh, is huge. You know, I, I feel like uh, right now offensively that uh, we we can't be stopped because of that. And uh, we we saw our offense clicking on all cylinders. Um, I need to clean up a few mistakes, and you know we clean those up, and and that game is doesn't need to be as close as it was. Uh, with that being said, it's you know happy with the win, and offensively we we've got a lot of confidence going into Boise State and uh, for the the second half of the season. Taysom Hill joining us here on BYU Sports Nation. I've got to mention this. I don't know if you remember this, but so my wife and I with our little baby, we go and check out a condo. And it's your condo. <laughs> you, were, right. you were about to leave. This is like a month and a half ago, two months. And you're about to leave. And I asked the stupidest question to us. I didn't know what to say because it's super awkward. Like, you're moving out. We may or may not move in. We didn't yeah. actually move in. You moved out, I take it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ask you this dumb question. I say, so, you're m- moving out. <laughs> of course you are. That's why we're there to see it. Oh, that's funny. I'm, uh, I, I like two and a half months ago. I don't remember my response, but... Uh, uh, that, that's funny. Jerem so, told me that JD Falsel's yeah. closet is like so. So ridiculous. we go in there and we see every room, which is super weird, you know. And here we are talking about it. But I, I see JD's closet and I go, man, he's got a lot of shoes. He's got a lot of hats. They're all in order. They're all in perfect place. <laughs> is there anyone more organized than JD Falsel? Uh, there, there's a couple guys. Uh, I don't know if I would say more organized, but just as organized. Uh, Ross, Ross is like that. If you were to see Ross's <laughs> I can locker, see that. Um, you know he's he's pretty he's pretty neat and tidy. So. I don't remember anything from your room, just JD's. I think I think my room was empty at that point. Was it? I think so. Yeah. 
I just remember being like, ah, this is weird. Like, I know these guys, but not really, but sort of. Like, this is weird. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's well, weird. we're glad that you got settled in wherever you moved. Yeah. And uh, more importantly, that uh, you're enjoying yourself as BYU quarterback. Congratulations again on the win. I, I do have one thing I wanted to mention. I just by chance rode the elevator down with you on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and uh, I got out of the elevator, and you looked at me, and you're like, uh, you getting off of the third floor? <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. No, actually, I'm not getting off the third floor. I, w- I wanted to go down to the lobby. But, you need to uh, be a c- cerebral elevator writer. That's <laughs> what you need to be. Well, it's funny because I walked in the elevator and I saw that the lobby was, was lit up. And, and I was assuming that's where you were, you were headed. And, and instead, you, you got off where I got on. <laughs> That was a special moment. Taysom's in. in. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Spencer Linton's life right there. But uh, appreciated Taysom's calm, cool, uh, collected demeanor on the elevator and bull, and then transpiring over in the game, the late game scenario. Taysom Hill on BYU Sports Nation. Congrats, my friend. Thanks, guys. All right. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, we have ESPN football expert Trevor Maddich in the house. We're going to ask him what the Cougars need to do to get more national consideration. Plus, your trending topics. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs. Thank you, Tyler Haas. Just finished with Taysom Hill. Just got a tweet, by the way, about it. Let's see, at z one he said, I think you guys are creeping Taysom out with your stalker stories. <laughs> there were coincidence on both. Yeah, Mine's a little creepier than the, the, I'm in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I walked into the, uh, when I walked into the elevator, I was like, I, I did a double take. I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like Taysom Hill. Oh, it is Taysom Hill. And so then they're going down to the lobby. They're getting ready to get on the team bus, go to the game. And I'm running over to the stadium to do this this hit on the crazy jumbotron that's in uh, Reliance Stadium, um, and I had to be there early for that, but uh, I was kind of just not thinking. Stepped out of the elevator, and <laughs> he just kind of looked at me like, uh, what are you doing on the third floor, man? He wouldn't have thrown to you on that route on the third floor, <laughs> would he? <laughs> no. We welcome all of you listening to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan here. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan, and join the show's Growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. So much to talk about after a wild, wild weekend. Absolutely. And uh, just a reminder, tonight on True Blue on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Jamal Williams in studio and Blaine Fowler previews the Boise State game. That's 8.30 p.m. Eastern tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Okay, Jerem, let me ask you this very quickly. You said last segment, I wasn't worried at any point in that game. Really? No, I wasn't because the BYU offense has shown that had shown that it could score. It could do what it needed to do. Now, it didn't do it very early, so it caused some late-game drama and uh, dramatic play. But I had great confidence in BYU's offense in this game. When you scored 24 in the first quarter, 34 in the first half, I felt like BYU had it in it it, to be able to go and do that, and they did it. Defense needed to make a play. Tell you what, that was that was some game. Hard to wrap that one up emotionally, my friends. We have c- gathered our minds together and collected uh, three fantastic topics to discuss in terms of this Houston BYU football shootout at Reliance Stadium. We like to call it "What's Trending." So rise and shout, get up! What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. 
A hat toss by Bronco Mendenhall says it all. I don't even know what to say, man. That was the wildest football game, I think, that I've ever been part of. That was amazing. When I saw him come over to the sideline, uh, rare emotion. I've never seen Bronco Mendenhall as expressive as he was after that game. And I can't really... I can't really blame him. I can't say I was surprised to see that type of emotion evoked from him after the roller coaster that he went through. He's pumping both fists in the air. You know, he's doing the Arsenio Hall. You know, hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah. And the fans are going nuts on the BYU sideline. He takes his hat off and throws it into the stands. And at that point, I'm just, I'm like giggling because I'm just like, I can't, I can't believe he just threw his hat into the stands. Can you imagine the fan that caught the hat? How cool is that? That is way cool. That's way cool. And that, that was the first shot on our post-game show on BYU TV. Because we have a camera up. It's waiting to record this interview with you. And we see this hat fly. But he was excited. And he should be. Because BYU has not won a shootout in the Bronco Mendenhall era. They'd only have two other ones. 05 against TCU at home. BYU lost in overtime. 51-50. to 50. And then to Tulsa in 07. BYU lost by a touchdown. Uh, what was it, 54-47? 50, 55-47, Might have been 48. But yeah, at Tulsa, BYU lose by 7 or 8 points. And so to win this one, and with this team, this offense that go fast, go hard. Here you are in Game 7, and you put up 681 yards of total offense, and you had a great rush game, and now you have a great pass game by Taysom Hill, who, by the way, this note from Brett Pine, the football sports information director for BYU, He's the only player in BYU history to pass for 400 and rush for 100. He's the, he's the seventh guy in NCAA D1 history. History! That to do that. Silly. That's amazing. And luckily, BYU did it in a win. They did it in dramatic fashion. That was a classic. That was a top 30 game for BYU. Yeah. Okay, so, so Bronco Mendenhall, you can imagine what he's feeling. He's, he's so calm on the sideline. I'm watching his demeanor as his, his defense gives up that touchdown late. Uh, Houston goes up 47-41. But he, he just remains calm, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know? So I was just, just watching him closely and observing that. So uh, I think we kind of got an idea of what he was really feeling after that win. And it can't be stated enough. There were so many weird things that happened that game. Taysom Hill gets sacked eight times. He throws a pick six. There's a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, and then there's a safety. There's a safety in the game. So big plays accounting for 16 points right there uh, that are credited to Houston. And you, how do you plan for something like that? There were just so many bad, weird breaks that went Houston's favor and went against BYU, but they still found a way to win the game. And they have not been able to do that. And it was against an undefeated team. You beat an undefeated team in a weird Hostile environment, and it got louder, and you allowed them to stick around with big plays, yet you go and you make two big plays. The back shoulder throw to Ridley to put you up, and then a Lonnie Fool with the interception. So yeah, Bronco Mendenhall's emotion, understandable, as BYU gets the win 47-46. And what else can you say that hasn't been said about the game? It's, it was incredible stuff right there. Topic 2. A huge game by Taysom Hill. As a quarterback, that's what you think about, throwing for 400 yards or, or whatever it was. And uh, it, it was a great win. And obviously I, I made my fair, fair share of mistakes. And, and luckily we, we had a chance to battle back from that and win tonight. 
Taysom Hill right there after the game. We just heard from Taysom in studio a few minutes ago, and he is a little more calmed down now and, and certainly not feeling the adrenaline rush, but how do, how do you disagree with that? A win is a win, and it feels great. And he is he's banged up a little bit, and this is probably typical after most games, but he had scratches on his hands. He kind of had a... Uh, his lip was swollen a little bit. These are these are wounds from just a battle against Houston and a, a really big game. And I've mentioned how tremendous his performance was. There are those who are really caught up in the fact that he did throw an interception in the end zone. He did throw a pick six. He threw another interception that Mitch Matthews um, waits for and is intercepted. So he does throw three picks. But you know what? Ty Detmer had games like this. Ty Detmer never ran for 100 and threw for 400. But he would throw for a bunch. He would have a bunch of touchdowns. And there would be some picks associated with that performance. With the amount of passing and the aggression in that passing, sometimes you get a bunch of points, you get a bunch of yards, and with that comes interceptions. I am totally fine with that. I don't think that throwing interceptions in the red zone is okay. But given the whole body of work associated with the game, totally fine. BYU came out... uh, had to go down and win it late, but BYU made the place to win the game. At the beginning of the year, we talked about, and I specifically referenced, that BYU had a running back playing quarterback. That Taysom Hill had not been throwing like a quarterback. That if you had stuck Jamal Williams out there and had him throw, that he could have thrown for 30-ish percent, right? Taysom Hill has been really good the last four games. And the, this last game is the best of his career. He is a bona fide quarterback. To me, he's a top 20 quarterback. He's eighth in the country in total offense. Listen to this list. Ahead of got 350 a game. He's producing 350 a game. Ahead of guys like Jordan Lynch of Northern Iowa, who just ran for 316 over the weekend. Bryce Petty of Baylor, the number one offense in the country. Jameis Winston, the hottest topic in college football right now. Brett Hundley of UCLA, Teddy Bridgewater of Louisville, Taj Boyd of Clemson, and so on. Taysom Hill is really good. Th- those are... How many of those are on the Heisman Trophy watch list right now? I'd say Taysom's a top 20 Heisman candidate right now. They, they never go beyond like 8 or 10, but if BYU keeps winning, if BYU beats Boise State and Wisconsin, you're going to start hearing his name in that conversation. When you should. And the thing is, watching him with the composure that he had, like I, I, I'm with you. I will say this. Taysom Hill walked up to the line confidently on that game-winning drive. I, I didn't feel like... Uh, watching his body language, that he was doubting, that he was nervous. It was just, okay, this is what we need to do. Business time. And we could see it in his face, sitting right next to us in the studio 10 minutes ago. He knew BYU was going to go down and win the game. Let's, I mean, let's get it done. We we need to win this game. And you look at his numbers, what's silly is he was sacked eight times for negative 66 yards and still had over 100 yards rushing. He gained 194. <laughs> What? He gained 194. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine if he had passed for 400 yards and run for 200 yards? It could have been 500 if Mitch Matthews catches that pass and there's another throw or two in there. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that that is amazing stuff right there. Taysom Hill, ridiculous numbers. Yes, he made some mistakes, but how many people are remembering his three interceptions a year from now? They're going to they're gonna look back and they're going to see this game and say... That was that was a tide shifter. That that changed a lot of things for BYU football and the progress of the program. So BYU gets it done thanks to a Taysom Texas-sized performance at Reliance Stadium. 
then Skyler just made a big play for me, and, and I went back to him. I gave him an opportunity to make that game-winning touchdown catch, and, and uh, he's a great football player, and uh, I, I trust that dude, and that, that was apparent there. Okay, so one of the one of the underlying storylines here is Skyler Ridley, the captain. He's finally on scholarship. He had a huge game, and you could see that trust and faith in Skyler's ability developing between Taysom, literally as it was as the game was progressing. And Skyler's a guy that's really paid the price. He's earned what he's gotten. And in this game, he has seven catches for 90 yards. He has 39 of them on the last drive, a 28-yard completion to get BYU in position to throw the 11-yard touchdown back shoulder throw from Taysom Hill. That's going to be one of the top 10 plays of the year when all is said and done. And BYU wins a tremendous performance, a team performance where you needed different facets of the game. It wasn't the game that we thought it would play out like. And I said BYU would win by 17-plus in this. I was super wrong. I was super wrong. This game became way more entertaining than I thought it would be and way more dramatic. And Taysom Hill played the game of his life. Can we get that as a hot button? I was super wrong. I was super wrong. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to need to bring that up a few more times. Yeah, you and I went back and forth last week. And listen, I've watched enough college football to know that when you get on the road and you get, you're against a team that has a lot of athletes, and I use that word a lot of emphasis because you saw BYU exposed against those Houston wide receivers who are really quick. And that third and 22 or whatever it was that went for a touchdown, that was an incredible play by the Houston receiver. Some bad tackling, some bad angles by BYU, but ultimately his speed to get outside. So yeah, I, when you have a team that's 5-0, and they have moxie, you can't just go down there, march in there and think, yeah, we're good. BYU we're, we're didn't, good. but I did. And a lot of fans did. That's what I'm saying. That is the wrong mentality. You can't do that. And well, they got the win. That's what matters most. But so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one. I'm gonna ride that one. So if we need, we need to get the I was super wrong. I was super wrong. Go ahead and button. record when Spencer just said that as well, so I can use it <laughs> later. I'm never wrong. What? Okay, we talked a little bit about Skylar Ridley. Tell you what, the wide receiving core as a whole was fantastic. Topic three. All involved but one breaking records. We threw the ball all over the place. Uh, Multiple receivers had touchdowns. A lot of guys made big plays. It's fun to see teammates have success. Skyler Ridley right there during the BYU TV post-game report uh, talking with him. And he shared the wealth, right? Sharing the wealth, including... Cody Hoffman and Hoffman somehow is a item E or F on the list of game headlines. From that is, Houston, that's crazy. Which that's is nuts. That's how rich this game is in storylines because Cody Hoffman, with the first completion of the game, the first offensive play of the game for BYU, sets the BYU record for career receptions. Can we get a rise and shout for that for Cody Hoffman? That's amazing. That's amazing. He was tied with Dennis Pitta with 221. What a career for Cody Hoffman. Then he has two touchdown catches. He ties Austin Colley. And now he's, what, 70 yards away from setting the, the career receiving mark? Austin Colley set many of these records in three seasons. To me, he's number one all-time in BYU history. He's the, he's the greatest receiver, is what I mean by that. Cody Hoffman's not far behind. Probably number two. That catch he made to put BYU up 41-40 was ridiculous. It, Pass in a, interference. In a lot of ways. Separation catch. Might not have been as wow factor as the Georgia Tech, but it was pretty dang close. I mean, the guy was just dragging, hanging on his jersey, and it's just like, 
Get off me. Give me the ball. Touchdown. Give me that. Yeah, give me that. We we highlighted the top ten plays of Cody Hoffman's career uh, in the pregame show. I'll tweet out a link during the break uh, with the the start of that in the show. If you missed it, you check it out. It's fun reliving his uh, his greatness. Cody Hoffman. I asked him, you know, what was working? Did you see something in film? Uh, how how are you able to do this against Houston's defense? And he told me this after the game. We knew that they were going to uh, single coverage a lot on the outside just to kind of stack the box and stop the run, which was, I feel like they did a pretty good job. But um, this week we put a lot of passes in, and so I think it kind of caught them off guard. And- Cody Hoffman, again, the all-times reception leader in BYU football history. What a mark for a school that passes the ball as much as it does, that he is number one, that he came back to, he's, you know, he said, beat Utah and finish some things. He's number one. He's number one. Very quickly, some breaking news. Taysom Hill and Justin Sorensen named the FBS Independent Players of Their Week for their performances, collective performances uh, against Houston. No, no surprise for Taysom, but Justin was kind of an unsung hero. He had a number of decent kickoffs. I, I know that they're, te- they're telling him to kick that low liner, and after the kickoff return for a touchdown, he did a nice job of executing that. He's 11 for 13 on the year, and he made every one of those PATs. In a close game like that, Justin Sorensen did not become a storyline, which is tremendous. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, ESPN college football expert Trevor Maddich joins us from the East Coast to talk Cougar football and where they go from here. How do they get more top 25 love? This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back, my friends. Another happy Monday to you. And I'm sure you're feeling that way if you're a BYU fan. This is BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hey, Wednesday night, BYU Hoops. On BYUTVSports.com, watch the Cougar tip-off live online, 9 p.m. Eastern, to see BYU's first and only public practice. Again, live on BYUTVSports.com, Wednesday, 9 Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain. That's going to be fun. This team's exciting, and we got a taste of that on Friday night uh, with Boom Shakalaka. Boom Shakalaka! Oh, yeah. The BYU Basketball Showcase. Uh, Friday night, it was a fun event. I, uh, having been a, a part of the preparation for that, I just, I just want to thank Bill Hoops of Athletic Marketing, Kyle Chilton, Men's Basketball Sports Information Director, everyone involved with lighting, audiovisual inside, of course, all of our BYU TV people. I hope that people had fun who either watched on TV and or were there. Because it it felt and was awesome and it was cool and it was on Sports Center. They showed some highlights from it and it was really fun. We've never done anything like that. There was a three point shootout, a skills competition, a dunk contest. The point of this originally for us was let's show the personality and new players on this team. Let's get to know them. I think I felt like we did that on Friday. And so if you missed it, I just tweeted out a link. Um, and check it out. It was it was a ton of fun, and I'm telling you what, these guys, these new guys, these freshmen especially, Eric Mika, Worthington, these guys have so much personality. These guys are going to be tremendous. And that will be accentuated by hopefully what is a really good season for BYU on the, on the court, which starts Wednesday. And again, that's not on BYU TV. That's on BYUTVSports.com. So check that out. You can still watch that on the, on the Android and iOS app on your phone or iPad or um, 
iPhone, Android, Where there is Roku. a will, there is a way. That's right. And there's lots of wills with yes. BYU TV's access. So BYU hopefully TV everyone enjoys. Absolutely. Has given uh, fans a number of chances and opportunities, places uh, to be all access with the Cougars. And I'm, I'm going to give a rise and shout to Jerem and company for Boom Shakalaka and everything that they did right there because I, I expected it to be great. I watched it from Houston, and I, I mean, I could feel the hype. It was legit. That was a great event, standing room only. Had yeah. people camping out before, and so I. Did you anticipate it being? I mean, I know you thought it would be fun, but did you really think it would be that fun, that big? Uh, it it turned out better than I thought, which which that comes together because all the fans are there and because the the players get into it and everyone gets into it. So it was a ton of fun. Uh, I hope we do it next year. I hope we make it even better. So thanks for watching. Eric Mika with a uh, drive-off dunk (laughs) contest winner on the mini motorcycle. That was was funny. Yeah, if that alone doesn't make you want to watch, I don't know what will. Uh, But really fun stuff right there. And uh, very quickly, Jerem, updating the poll today. Uh, The headline from Saturday's game, BYU's win over Houston, what's leading the way? Right now the leader is Taysom Does It All with 545 combined yards. A perfect segue to bring in our next guest, Trevor Maddich, ESPN College Football expert. You can watch him on ESPN College Football Live on a weekly basis. Does a great job covering uh, the nation's college football scene. And uh, Trevor, let me ask you this first of all. How do you sum up Taysom Hill's performance against Houston at Reliance Stadium? It was historic. I mean, I think it's only happened like seven times in history, or seven quarterbacks in history have ever pass for 400 and run for 100 in the same game. I mean, this is it was one of the great individual game performances in college football history. It was it was epic. And where does now that Taysom has sort of emerged, um, the last couple games passing the ball, he's been really efficient with it. He's still running effectively. Where does he fit nationally among among quarterbacks now? You know what? Now that his passing has has elevated and his receivers really are helping him out. Uh, and the offensive line is doing a better job. They still have some work to do there, but they're doing a better job. I think Taysom Hill is is deserving of being talked about with glowing terms. You know, the best quarterbacks in the country right now are Jameis Winston of Florida State, Johnny Manziel, Texas A&M, Marcus Mariota, Oregon. But when you look at what Taysom Hill is doing, now that his completion percentage is up, because remember, he started the season with several games at about 35% completion percentage. It wasn't all his fault, but that made people sort of discount him as a quarterback from the standpoint of the discussion of who's the best in the country. But now that he's hitting at a much higher percentage, and he's not just hitting those high percentage throws at the line of scrimmage, he's throwing the ball deep down the field and completing them. Combine that with the running. And I think you've got a guy that deserves to be in the conversation, maybe not necessarily with, uh, with Marcus Mariota, but certainly as one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And you were at the Florida State-Clemson game on Saturday night. We'll ask you about that in a moment. But you mentioned the BYU receivers stepping up, and they threw the ball all over the place. Cody Hoffman, Skylar Ridley, Mitch Matthews. Uh, we have even had a Kane Frail appearance on the, in the tight end position. What do you like most about the receivers and the progress that they've made through the season? You know, the receivers seem like they're, they're playing in a more 
proprietary way. Like, this is my football, and I will take it from you. Early in the season, too often, the ball would come down, and they'd wait for it to arrive. And sometimes it did. Sometimes it got battered away. But now you're seeing them go up and after that ball more often. My favorite catch of the day was Ross Oppo in the first quarter in that touchdown, where he came across from, uh, from uh, left to right, and the ball was thrown out in front of him. There was a the defender right on him. Now, he could have run up and caught that ball, cradled it into his body, but he didn't. He reached out with his hands, and he stabbed it out of the air to make sure that that defender couldn't knock it out as it was arriving into his chest. And so that was my favorite catch because it shows progress in the mindset of the receivers. This is my ball. I will take it. I will not wait for it to arrive. I will go get it. And that really helps Taysom's numbers. That's the receiver's creed right there, right? You just said the receiver's creed. Oh yeah! Listen, you've got it. That ball has to be. That has to be the thing that's most precious to you in your entire life. Nothing in the world in that moment means as much to you as that ball. And somebody's trying to take it away from you now. Who are you? Do you grit your teeth? Do you do what it takes to go get it, no matter what? Forget technique. Go get the ball. And you see more and more of that out of more and more receivers now. Trevor, I know that uh, BYU's defense. People will look at this on paper, and people that didn't see the game say, "Wow, forty-six points! Houston's offense must have played incredibly well." And what's I thought BYU's defense was better than that. But if you watch the game, then you're certainly aware that the defense was not as bad as as the score appears. What was your take on BYU's defense and and how they performed, especially when it mattered most? Well, when it mattered most, they they came up with the plays in the fourth quarter. I think the the quintessential moment was when Houston had the ball on the eight yard line. And BYU, they called a corner blitz off the offensive right side. And they got home and caused a 15-yard loss. That, that was on third down. It ended up being a 40-yard field goal attempt, and they missed it. And that was critical in this game. You know, just that, that would have won the game for them, or at least it would have put them in position to win the game. And so I think being aggressive and then, and then driving it home, finishing that play, was huge for the defense. But also, you talk about the stats don't really show how well the defense played. First of all, in terms of points, there was a kick return for a touchdown by Houston. There was a pick six for another touchdown. Then there was a safety. So there's 16 points right there that are not on the defense. And then there were a couple of long touchdown passes, and one of them really stands out where it was a 41-yard touchdown pass, and the Houston receiver caught the ball on the left sideline and it was a, a broken play. The quarterback was scrambling. It was a short pass. But instead of turning up the sideline, where he would have been tackled probably after about a 10-yard gain, he took off horizontally from the left sideline straight across the field toward the right sideline. And he ran almost all the way across the field before he turned back up. By that time, the rest of the receivers in the offense had formed a wall, much like a punt return. And so that was kind of a goofy play. Now, the defense won't use that as an excuse. They, they, they should have corralled him in there. But plays like that ended up padding stats and padding score in a way that was completely off schedule. So the defense, you know, give Houston credit. They, they made some plays, and they made some long plays. But at the same time, BYU's defense didn't get lit up the way the box score might seem to indicate. Trevor Maddich of ESPN, former BYU Cougar lineman and national champion, joins BYU Sports Nation. Now we look ahead to... Not only this week, but the week after, or two weeks after that. So Boise State on Friday, a bye week, and then Wisconsin. To me, the only the only external context on the season for BYU without a conference is getting ranked. So if BYU beats Boise State, who isn't ranked, uh, how does that 
uh, set up possibly the Wisconsin game and I guess the importance of these two games coming up for BYU? Well, I think from a standpoint of getting ranked, I mean, they might squeeze into the top 25 if they beat Boise, but really Wisconsin's the one that the, the pollsters are waiting on. If BYU can beat Boise, and that's, that's no, no easy thing. I mean, Joe Southwick, Boise's starting quarterback, was knocked out of the game last week, and their backup came in and won the game against Nevada. So, you know, Boise's still going to be a tough out. But it's that Wisconsin game because a lot of people think that Wisconsin is the second-best team in the Big Ten to Ohio State. I mean, they have two losses, but one of them was a goofy officiated last few seconds at Arizona State, and the other was a seven-point loss at Ohio State on the road. So this Wisconsin team is, is very, very good. So BYU has the potential to get back up into those polls, and you never know what might happen. I mean, if they get up to number 14, uh, and which they could do if they, if they went out. If they get up to number 14, they'll be eligible for an at-large selection to the BCS. They wouldn't get an automatic bid. Um, well, they could. That, that's not out of the question either, but it's not likely. But they could be in a position for an at-large bid, so that's not out of the question either. From a national perspective, I think the fact that Taysom Hill is rounding into such a complete quarterback now that people are looking at BYU differently than they did early in the season. From a national perspective, they saw, they saw the Cougars light up Texas and other teams with the running game. And it almost seemed to people who weren't watching the tape that Taysom Hill was a running back taking snaps behind center, almost a wildcat formation. But now that that passing game is is completing passes deep down the field against tight coverage that require very accurate passes and doing it on a fairly consistent basis, all of a sudden I think there's a, a a new look at the Cougars, and there's a new look at Taysom Hill as potentially one of the elite quarterbacks in the country. Yeah, this uh, Friday night game with Boise State on ESPN, uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, just got a ton more interesting given that BYU and Boise are kind of progressing, both getting better week by week, uh, but we're certainly looking forward to that game. Trevor, I know you are. Very quickly wanted to ask you about your experience watching Florida State and Clemson. Uh, Jameis Winston, apparently he is the real deal. Oh, boy. College Game Day on ESPN Radio was our seven-hour radio show, noon to seven Eastern, every Saturday. And about half the time, we traveled to one of the big games of the week. And last week, we were at Clemson, Florida State. So we did the show from a set right outside the stadium. And then we went in and watched the game from the sideline. And I've got to tell you that, that Florida State has an extra gear. I mean, they do things so fast with so much burst and suddenness that it's startling. Now, I played 12 years in the NFL after four years of college in the national championship at BYU. And I've got to tell you that, that most of the time I look at, at players when, I, when I'm on the field watching games in this kind of a situation, and I look at them as a, as a potential opponent. I size them up. Yeah, I could take that guy. That guy'd be pretty tough. That guy I got. You know, that kind of, I still do. I still look at it that <laughs> That's way. Awesome. When you look at Florida State, you, the first thing is – Boy, I'd have to strap it on tight against these guys because they are coming and they are coming at full speed. And they have, in my opinion, the best, uh, the best victory of the top three right now between Alabama, Oregon, and Florida State, the BCS standings that have just come out, Florida State number two in those standings, because they went in and beat then number three in the nation, Clemson, on Clemson's home field, and it wasn't close. They crushed them. They annihilated them. And I'm thinking about putting Florida State number one in my poll coming up this week just because of that. And so, you know, this Florida State team is, is on the way. I mean, they... And their quarterback, redshirt freshman, is playing like a, like a fifth-year senior. I mean, that, that's a football team. 
Great perspective from Trevor Maddich. You can catch him on ESPN College Game Day Radio and on ESPN College Football Live. He is one of their main cogs, and of course, we appreciate the time. Trevor, take care, and uh, go Cougars. All right. I'll talk to you all later on. Trevor Maddich, always insightful. Maddich Mondays turning into uh, quite the segment here, and he said a lot of interesting things. I wish we had more time to talk about it and delve into it. We'll do that later in the week. But up next, we have your Cougar whip around. Got to give due credit to BYU Athletics as a whole, plus today's Rise and Shout and more of your tweets. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation here, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Basketball. After a successful Boom Shakalaka event boom on Friday, shakalaka. Oh yeah, the men's basketball team hosts the Cougar Tip-Off Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYUTVSports.com. Soccer. The 25th-ranked Cougars beat Loyola Marymount 2-0 Saturday night. Erica Owens named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week today. This nice. week, BYU will Lewis and Clark it up to the Great Northwest for games against Gonzaga Thursday. And a huge game against Portland on Saturday. Women's volleyball. The 20th-ranked women's team took care of business at Portland and Gonzaga last week with Sacagawea. BYU's won 12 in a row now. The Cougars play at Pacific and St. Mary's Thursday and Saturday. Cross country. The fifth-ranked men's cross country team took second place at the Wisconsin Adidas Invitational Saturday. Ton of top 25 teams there. Jason Witt leading the way with an eighth-place finish. The women's team finished 24th. Tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation, the only man to back up two Davey O'Brien Award winners, or so we think. Blaine Fowler will be on the show as we get ready for BYU and Boise State. Very quickly, another rise and shout. We've already done it once, but we give it to Cody Hoffman. He was he was the lost story after that debacle, madness, whatever you want to call it, in Houston, uh, breaking records for BYU all time receptions leader in football or Cougar football history. Just needs one more touchdown to become the touchdown receptions leader. So, Cody Hoffman, we salute you, my friend. Rise and shout. Seven catches, a buck fifty six, and a touchdown, along a fifty three. Cody Hoffman. It's the man. Yeah, he really is. I'm so happy he came back for his senior year. And finally, updating the poll results, what was the headline from the Saturday win over Houston? The Jer- winner of this, by a long shot, 62% say Taysom does it all with 554 combined yards. Not even close. All right, we get to some tweets very quickly, uh, some BYU banter. And we've had a great show today, Taysom Hill in studio. We had Trevor Maddich, ESPN College Football Expert, breaking down the game as BYU approaches Boise State. And I'll say this very quickly before I have you read a couple of your favorites, Jerem. When BYU, assuming they get past Boise State, and I know that's assuming a lot, but if they can survive Boise State, they take on Wisconsin. That could, At that point, it could be a a chance for BYU to prove that, hey, we are one of the elite teams in the country. We might be one of the best two-loss teams in the country. We deserve to be here. Yeah, and if BYU beats Boise State, that's credible. People think Boise State is good, and they are good. Even though their quarterback broke his ankle on the first offensive play of the game, BYU will, if they beat Boise State, they have a bye week, and then they go to Wisconsin. If BYU can beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin, the Cougars are in the top 20. It's going to happen. Very quick. Okay, some of your favorite tweets today, Jerem. Let's see, at uh, Aaron Anderson, 22, he says, 
in reference to the uh, what's your headline? He says the heart wrenching come from behind style of play returns to BYU for the first time since the Lavelle Edwards era. At TJ Hold, Houston is a game we would have lost last year because we couldn't put up those kind of numbers. Almost 700. Couldn't agree more. Big thanks to Taysom Hill and Trevor Maddich and everyone on our BYU Sports Nation crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, BYU Radio Station Manager Don Chaline, production assistants Alan Miller and Spencer King, and our engineer Aaron Evans. Check out archived episodes of BYU Sports Nation On Demand every afternoon at youtube.com slash Radio. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton, and you have just listened to BYU Sports Nation.